in God we trust. There is no fear. United we stand, in God we trust. There is no fear. United we stand, in God we trust. There is no fear. For a spanking brand new episode of Winning Street Week. It's your host, Jason Nall, coming to you this week. Uh, we appreciate you joining our podcast. You can always find our podcast, Winning Streak Weekly, on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And maybe you've dialed us up on your FM dial. 101.3 The Buzz, Cleveland, Tennessee, where the hit podcast becomes the hit radio show every Thursday during afternoon drive time uh, right here in my hometown, Cleveland, Tennessee. Anyway, you have found us. We are glad to have you. Uh, we're going to focus on Major League Baseball this show. Uh, we're in the middle of spring training, and it's time now to start looking at uh, baseball season. And uh, we're going to look at the overall season and futures bets for the upcoming Major League Baseball season. College basketball, full fury, grinding down to the end of conference. We'll come back with our college basketball uh, championship tournament preview shows. Uh, looking forward to that after this uh, Major League Baseball preview show. Big Daddy C-1000 still down in Peru, the big Peruvian whale. He's been down there since before the Super Bowl. Got him that beach house down there on the shores in Peru. That American money, he says, goes so, so far down there on those dirt road streets and dirt floor casinos in Peru. So he's been down there for the better part of a month. Be interesting to see how he did in Peru. I've seen some pictures. I know he had a good time. I saw lots of party pics from his time at the beach. And uh, his wife must sure have a lot of friends in Peru because Big Daddy C just doesn't have that many friends in all of the United States. Uh, as I've seen at these parties down in Peru, there's no way possible well, I don't know. You know, like I said, he is the big Peruvian whale down there. Swings a big stick, comes in with those American dollars. When he walks in the casino, they part the seas for him to make his way back to that sports book or to that high-limit slot room he likes to play in. So maybe he does have a huge following down there in Peru. We'll have to find out. But the uh, pictures that he has sent back from his trip to Peru have certainly showed him living La Vida Loca down there and having a big, big time. Just me this week. We're going to grind through some Major League Baseball uh, information as we look at putting on our season bets. Well, I can tell you this much. Uh, you know, if you listen to the program, that I like to play the Greyhound Racing, but it has been an absolute abysmal really last six months for me in Greyhound Racing. We're down to the last two tracks in America that are running Greyhound Racing, and that's Wheeling and Tri-State. And let me tell you, I think it all came to a head yesterday. The pick five at Wheeling, the last five races, going into the last race, I had four of the eight dogs that could win the last race, and I would hit the pick five. Long shots had come in in the previous four races, and if any one of my four dogs that I had on the ticket won, I would have the entire betting pool, okay? And that would have been about $16,000. So if any one of those four dogs win, I have $16,000 the entire betting pool. The other four dogs I didn't have, nobody had. So it was an all ticket. And it would have paid out to the people who had four out of five, which would have got me back about $800. Well, they put them in a the box. Guess what happens? My four dogs 
never were a factor. Uh, they weren't even close to winning. It was always going to be one of the four dogs I didn't have. So I had a chance at a huge ticket, which really made a huge difference in the bottom line of my Greyhound racing. And nope, couldn't happen. I got the all ticket, 800. I spent almost 500 on the ticket, so I only profited 300, but I had a real chance to profit almost $16,000. Couldn't get it done. So then we go to the night card at Tri-State, and their pick four was not hit the night before. They paid out a portion of it on all tickets. The remainder carried over and was added to the pool for last night. So I put together a, a what I thought was a good bet. It cost I it would have cost four hundred and eighty dollars. I only had four hundred and twenty dollars left in the account, so I had to figure out a way to take a dog or two out and cheapen up the bet. In the first race, I had an all ticket because I thought the race looked extremely hard. So any I was going to have any dog could win in the first race. Well, I had to take out one dog in that race to get it below uh, the four eighty down to about four twenty. What I had in the account to make the bet. So I had seven of the eight dogs to win in the first race. Then I had maybe three dogs to win in the next race, four in the next race, and four in the last race. So the big ticket. You know, the hardest race I thought was the first race. But I threw out one dog. Guess what happened? The one dog that I thought was the least likely to win that hard first race got around second, got knocked around a little bit, ran an amazing, blazing race, and won the race. Caught a long shot at 16-1 to that I had winning and uh, stopped me before the thing ever started. Where I'd lost the first leg, there was no way I could hit it all the way back. Throwing out just one stinking dog. I had a seven out of eight dogs in the race. That's how bad it's going for me right now. So I guess I can finish the story by what you already know. The next leg where I had three winners, well, one of my three got there and won. The next leg where I had four winners, well, one of my four got there and won. And the last leg where I had four winners, one of my four got there and won. And it paid $6,000. So, had I not uh, thrown out the wrong dog in the first race, or had I not lost some money on earlier races and had the 480 and not had to throw anybody out, it would have been $6,000 to me. So, that's the way my day went yesterday. I ended up going dust in my dog racing account after having two great shots, or at least one great shot, at 16000 in the afternoon card at Wheeling, where I couldn't get it done in the last race, and then throw out one stinking dog in the first leg of the pick four at Tri-State, and that dog wins the race and cost me hitting the pick four. It's just going bad. So when it's going bad, it's just like when it's going good. If you're on a good winning streak, you want to push the chips in, you want to ride it, you want to continue going. But when it's bad and you got a losing streak weekly going like I have in dog racing, sometimes it's best just to take a knee to drop out for a little while, let things reset, see if you see if you have the heart and you want to go back in and you want to do the work on it um, and maybe go back in later. But I'm at that point with the dog racing. It's just been a rough year, uh, and especially the last six months. Haven't been able to put anything meaningful together as far as wins, and so uh, you know I'm kind of at the point where I'm I'm going to take a few weeks off from the Greyhound racing, and uh, we're going to focus on this March Madness basketball coming up, and uh, lots of other things that that we can put that energy to work in. Uh, you can also put it to work in your family life because that dog racing going all day long and all night long. I mean, you're sitting there on your phone. It's no different than the kids that are on their phone all the time. And it takes away from from time with those that you love. So if you're not doing well at it, you know what? Park it. Get rid of it. Look at it maybe coming back later, but that's where I'm at right now. Not doing well with the Greyhound racing. So let's get rid of it for right now. I know I've been playing it my whole life. It's something that I'm passionate about. But we're just down to two tracks left. The end is in sight. You can see. Uh, you can see the finish line for dog racing already. 
And uh, maybe I'm going to hit the finish line a little bit early and focus on some of these other things and let that losing streak end and be gone. And let's work on getting some winning streaks going with this Major League Baseball preseason bets we're going to talk about right after this break. You've got Winning Streak Weekly. I'm your host, Jason Nall. Don't go anywhere. We're going to dive right in when we return. Jason Nall and you have called the podcast Winning Street Weekly. Uh, we're going to go and we're going to take a look at the forthcoming Major League Baseball season uh, right in the middle of preseason, uh, the um, preseason MLB games down in Florida and in Arizona. What amazes me is baseball plays so many games, 162 games, I believe it is. And they still have to have a month and a half of preseason games. Holy moly. I've said before, if I were the commissioner of baseball, I know you're going to destroy the record books uh, if you do this, but we've already seen lots of things destroyed if you think about college football and NIL and, and, and then the changing of the game with clock running and things of that nature. And, uh, NFL football with instant replay and, uh, you know, everything changes. Baseball has changed a little bit with the pitch clock, but what they need to do is shorten their season, start their playoffs earlier, and on the month of August. There's nothing going on in August. A little bit of golf, that's it. Before football gets started, they can own the month. So shorten that season start the playoffs earlier and be done with it by, um, you know, March. Maybe if you want to play all these games down in Florida and Arizona, well, those are regular season games and you start the season earlier in January uh, and just, and just run that grapefruit league and uh, cactus league out there in Arizona and Florida as a part of the regular season. You still are probably not going to get to 162 games, but you get to 120, which is plenty enough to determine the best regular season teams who should go into the playoffs. Then you run the playoffs all of August, you own that month, and baseball all of a sudden is relevant and out of the way before King football returns. All right, that's all I got to say about that. They don't pay me to make those kind of decisions. I wish they did, because I would sure do it, and baseball would be relevant again. All right. Let's talk about a few things. When you're talking about preseason bets, you got to be pretty selective. Uh, It's certainly imperative that you make good decisions and exercise careful bankroll management because you're creating a season long, and we know baseball is a long, long, long season, you're creating a season-long futures portfolio, all right? So you almost have to think of it like stocks. 
because you're not these these bets aren't going to come in overnight. These bets aren't going to come in in a week. All right, you're talking about six to eight months that these bets are going to sit on the books. Uh, you're basically giving the casinos a free loan that they can use that money any way they wish before they have to pay out. Uh, now that said, I think there is money to be made in futures, and I always have somewhere around 25 to 35 percent of my bankrolls tied up in season-long future bets portfolios. Okay, I think they're important. I think they can save. Save you a couple of ways. I've talked about this in football. I'll talk about it again in baseball. One, it keeps you from interested without having to bet every single game. All right. If you have a team to make the playoffs as a bet, uh, you, you don't necessarily have to bet them every game uh, to be able to watch them play because you know uh, them winning is going to be. Uh, uh, positive towards your futures bet on that team. So it, it it helps me avoid uncertain situations and playing teams where I can say, well, I'm not going to play this game. I've already got them to make the playoffs. Uh, then winning would be huge along those lines. So let's just let it be. So it helps me make uh, maybe better decisions and, and, and lay off some iffy situations throughout the uh, regular season. Two, uh, if I'm right, I'm typically getting greater odds than you would get later on in the season with a team. All right, so I'm, I'm betting it early, but I'm getting better odds than I would get if I were betting it in September on a team to win the NL West or to make the playoffs or whatnot. Second thing is, is if your team starts off slow, but you still believe in them, you have the ability to go in and get better odds. So let's just say you had $50 on the Braves to win the National League. And let me look at the Braves all right now, just while we're talking to win the National League. Braves to win the National League or plus 255. They're the second choice behind the Dodgers, plus 170. So, well, easy math. If you bet 100 on the Braves now to win the National League uh, and they win it, you're going to get back $255 on that bet. Now, that means they have to make the playoffs and make it all the way to the World Series for you to win that bet. But let's say that you bet the Braves, you liked them to win the National League, but they start off slow. And uh, maybe they're below 500 30 games into the season. Well, at that point, you might be able to grab some value on the Braves. If you still believe in that roster, you still believe that they're going to put it together over a 160-game season, you might be able to get plus 400 on the Braves at that point. So you might put another 50 on the Braves plus 400 and, you know, to even those odds up and bring those odds up a little bit so you can buy in uh, if the team starts out slow. If you have a long shot team, let's just say that you like the Padres this year. Padres uh, have traded off some of their firepower. The Padres plus 2,800 or 28 to 1 to win the National League. Let's say the Padres get hot. Let's say the Padres make the playoffs. Let's say they win and get all the way to the National League Championship. Well, then you could hedge that bet by taking the other side uh, for, for the amount you bet, or maybe a little bit more, and knowing that you've got that Padres uh, $2,800 winner on a $100 ticket if they win the series. So <clears throat> it gives you some options once you get to the playoffs. Lots of reasons to like uh, season-long bets. And the reason why I have them as high as 35% of my portfolio is because I feel like uh, – they're going to bail me out of some bad decisions I've made throughout the year. For the most part, I win more than I lose on these preseason bets. Uh, and at the end of the season, there's a good chunk of change coming back. And I use that to bankroll the next preseason bets, whether they be on basketball, football, or whatever, and just keep keep it rolling 
Uh, keep the bankroll rolling, take it out when you can, but leaving that initial stake, that amount that you want to have as a bankroll, intact. So there's lots of reasons for preseason bets. I like over-under on win total. Uh, you're going to get a win total for every team, uh, every year, and every sport. And if you think that team can exceed expectations, then you would like to take the over. If you think that they're not going to meet expectations, you would like to take the under. That's a season-long bet. Again, it keeps me out of playing every single game, every single night. Uh, I might just sit back and let a game go that I don't have too much conviction on, but a little bit on. It makes me interested in it. I just don't want to pull the trigger, but if I've got a win total bet on that team, uh, you know, it gives me a way to have that opinion without putting anything additional at risk. Makes sense? But the key is you're tying up your money for several months. <coughs> and it's, uh, it's, it's naturally appealing to, to betters to be able to put those opinions out there, but you got to understand you're diminishing your accessible bankroll in the short term. And, you know, with baseball, you're providing the house with an interest-free loan more or less, for at least half a year. So just make certain to exercise careful bankroll management. All right, let's jump right in. The AL East. Let's start with the Yankees. They added Juan Soto. That was a big splash. They're not very deep still. It's a top-heavy roster with Juan Soto and Aaron Judge. How much is a total ligament injury that uh, cost Aaron Judge 60 games last year? How much will he need to be managed for rest uh, at this point in his career? And with the total ligament injury, maybe still lingering from last year. Uh, we need both those guys, if you're a Yankees batter, backer, uh, to get going. Pitching-wise, um. You got Carlos Rodon. Right now, his velocity during spring training has been uh, a little bit lower still. It still remains down. Uh, so let's look at their win total. From the Yankees' perspective, we're looking at over-under win total on the Yankees at 93.5. All right, the Yankees, like Notre Dame in football, there's a Yankees tax. It's really about two and a half wins here, I think. Uh, a lot of people like to bet the Yankees, so they're going to make it higher, the win total. In general, people like to bet overs more than they like to bet unders. So you can almost think of every win total might be inflated by half a game or a game, just because the public in general would rather bet on something than against something. But I think the Yankees... Total win total is inflated here. I think it should be around 90. It's at 93 and a half. Uh, wouldn't go that way. I mean, I wouldn't go the under. All right? I wouldn't go the under. One of the bets I do like is the Yankees to make the playoffs. They missed it last year as a big favorite. They're a big favorite again this year. All right? This is the most odds I'm, I'm going to lay on any preseason bet ever. But I'm doing it because I think it's a winner. Uh, and again, you have to manage your bankroll. But I like to risk minus 300 to win 100. So I'm risking 300 just to win 100 on the Yankees to make the playoffs. I believe they will make it this year. I think Juan Soto adds enough offense. And I think some of the development players will have come along and taken steps forward from last year and can maybe overcome uncertainty in Aaron Judge's playing time. I know you're laying a lot. Again, it's the Yankees tax. It really should be about minus 240. But I'm going to pay the Yankees tax, and I'm going to take them to make the playoffs, but I'm not going to take the over on the win total. Blue Jays, You know, their divisional odds are plus 475. That is a pretty good bet if you like the Blue Jays, considering they are the second 
highest win total in that division at 87 and a half. Never got it going last year. Um, but a lot of people chased them all the way through the year, uh, trying to expecting the Blue Jays to get going. 87 and a half win total. I think if you were going to bet that, you'd be better off to bet uh, this team to win the East. Uh, if they get over that 87 and a half, they're going to be right in it. Uh, and you're getting much better odds, plus 475 for the Blue Jays to win the East. Tampa Bay Rays, they just seem to get there every year. Uh, if, if they had, if you had uh, bet against the Tampa Bay Rays, in the playoffs and win totals over the last decade, you would be a loser. Uh, here they go. 85 total wins on the season. I'm not going to take it, but I think it's a fair number. And if you want to uh, ride what is always a consistent team in the Tampa Bay Rays, I wouldn't blame you there to get on that over. Um, but I... If, if you like them to uh, make the playoffs, to win the East, well, they're plus 560 to win the East, 31 to 1 to win the World Series. So they're giving you huge money and daring you to take the Rays, who are always competitive. Orioles were the hot team last year. They overachieved uh, big time uh, in, in last season, and, and they. Uh, they had a big year. Uh, Corbin Burns uh, coming on for the uh, Orioles. Uh, Bradish and Means will uh, pitch Lester because they're coming out of, out of the uh, spring with injuries. Both books have lowered their win total for Baltimore uh, because of some injuries and question mark on a pitching staff. We're looking at 90 and a half is a huge win total. I'm sorry, they are the second choice in the East. 90 and a half behind Toronto. Toronto's the third choice. Uh, I just don't see that. I think you maybe they caught lightning in a bottle last year. Can they repeat it with a revamped Yankees lineup? And the Yankees, are you expecting them to have two down years in a row? Will Toronto not snap back and play closer to form? That's one that I really like. And that is under 90 and a half for the Baltimore win total, considering the injuries. Um, this line was closer to 92 before we looked at these injuries in the pitching staff uh, and the question marks there, but I still like it. I'll take Baltimore under 90 and a half. And you'll see that my season-long bets are more unders than overs. One, there's value in taking unders because the lines, as I told you, are typically inflated. And two, uh, sometimes teams overachieve one year and they're going to work back toward the mean the next. And I feel that's the case here with Baltimore. I think uh, they really overachieved last year. And I do think Toronto and New York Yankees will be better this year. So, Let's look at taking Baltimore under the 90.5 season win total. Finally, in this division, we'll talk about Boston, the Red Sox. Um, they're in the 80, 80 range uh, of a win total. You know, I just am not hot on them. I thought they, they had a decent year last year when they were expected to be awful, but I'm going to pass on this one on the Red Sox in general. Don't have a wouldn't bet the under, but wouldn't bet the over. Just lukewarm on the Red Sox. Wouldn't be surprised if they uh, were the Baltimore Orioles of, of last year. They, they don't overachieve in this division, but then I also wouldn't be surprised if they finished dead last. So I'm going to pass on the Red Sox. Let's go to AL Central. The Twins, uh, let's go to the AL Central. Win totals. Uh, the Twins sitting on 86, expected to win the division. Detroit, 80 and a half. The Tigers expected to keep continue moving forward and get better. Cleveland Indians, or former Indians, now Guardians, 78 and a half. 
Kansas City Royals 73 and a half and the lowly White Sox. <sighs> Even after La Russa, they can't get a, get out of the mud. 63 and a half. Um, twins have high-end starting pitching, that's for sure, and live arms in the bullpen. Uh, and potentially a dangerous lineup. Maybe fragile, potentially a dangerous lineup. Um, they should be the favorites in this division. Uh, twins, as an organization, very consistent and uh, rarely underachieved. So I think the Twins... Uh, could make a deep playoff run. Um, they did win their first postseason series in 21 years last year. Uh, I like the Twins in this division. Uh, they're minus a dollar twenty, uh, so they are the favorite. But I just don't see anyone taking them out. I guess the second choice would be the Guardians at plus two thirty-five, but not me. Give me. The Twins at minus 120 to win the AL Central. Twins minus 120. Let's look at win totals. Is there anyone in the AL Central that we want to go over or under the win total on? You know, tempted to take the over on the White Sox because they have underachieved for so, so long at only 63 and a half. Uh, but, I mean, they've worked this total down now to where it finally kind of aligns with expectations. So I guess this would be the buy low point for the White Sox. Uh, my problem is I've bet them two years in a row, didn't last year, two years before that. It still feels like I'm chasing on this White Sox team who let me down in preseason bets for two years. So I'm going to pass on that. But if anything, I would lean over, over on White Sox total wins at 63 and a half. Let's grab another quick break. We'll carry on as we look through these Major League Baseball preseason bets for our season-long portfolio. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. It's your host, Jason Nall. You have called Winning Streak Weekly. Thanks for joining us as we go through our Major League Baseball predictions. And uh, we try to put together some season-long futures bets. Still in the AL, let's go to the West. And no surprise, Houston. Houston, atop uh, the league in expectations, 92.5 win total, Texas 89.5, Seattle 86.5, Angels 72.5 minus a Tony, and Oakland, again, expected to be terrible, 56.5, lowest win total out there. Oakland, 56.5. They can't get to Las Vegas fast enough. I think they're selling off all the parts. They're going to regroup. So this Oakland team, I'm going to tell you right now, Take the under 56 and a half. They may be the worst team in the history of baseball. All right? But a lot of people know that. So you're not you're going to be in a crowded room if you take the under, and that's usually not a good place to be because most people don't like to bet under. But this Oakland team, historically bad. Now let's talk about the good teams. Uh, the projections on Houston's win total are slightly low because they usually have a bigger gap between the second team and the AL. Uh, and it's kind of back and forth between Seattle and Texas, who's expected to be second in the AL. Um, but we're only looking at a three-game gap over Texas, back to six-and-a-half-game gap over Seattle. 
Uh, Houston's made the American League Championship Series in seven consecutive seasons. Seven straight seasons. Not only has Houston made the playoff, but they've made the Championship Series in the American League. Uh, I don't see any value on this team, though. There's really nothing there uh, because they're so consistently good. If you want to bet them, I wouldn't blame you because they're consistently good. But I'm going to look past Texas. I know Texas took them to the brink last year and almost got to the World Series. I'm going to look past Texas, and I'm going to look at Seattle. They've got elite starting pitching, and the depth of their starting pitching staff is the best in baseball. Uh, If you look at division odds, you know, that's really not where I want to go. But if you look at win total, I think I can go there. I think I can take my first over the of the of the year on a win total, and that is going to be Seattle with that great starting pitching and uh, a solid lineup should be able to produce runs to support that great starting staff. I'm going to take the over eighty six and a half wins. Now for this to come in, we're going to need we're going to need uh, Seattle to play good, rack up wins against the Angels in Oakland in division, and maybe have Texas or Houston fall back a little bit off of last year's performance. If you get one of them to fall back a little bit, uh, that should get there as long as Seattle takes care of business against the doormats in the division. I'll take Seattle over 86 and a half uh, to win that uh, win total. And then I also am taking Seattle because of the pitching staff and because they've been knocking on the door now for two straight years to break through. I'm going to take them plus 900, nine to one. This will be my bet for the AL to win the division, to make it to the World Series through the playoffs. Nine to one, I'm taking Seattle to win the AL. Okay, so there's my divisional pick for the American League. Let's jump to the National League, and let's start with the East and the Bravos with a big old jumbo win total of 101.5. If you want the Braves over their win total, man, oh, man, they're going to have to be historically good. Get old, not only over 100 wins, over 101 wins. you got to have 102 wins to win that bet. Nothing there for me. Philadelphia, 89.5. Mets, 81.5. Miami, 78.5. Washington, doormat, 66.5. Uh, we know how good the Braves are. We know they lost in the opening round of the playoffs last year. Uh, everything was a little weird in the opening round of the playoffs last year because some teams got a uh, a break and they and a bye. They came off that bye playing a team that had just played a series and they were out of sorts. And it's just not really a good setup. I hope that the baseball is looking into that. Um, and understanding that the better teams shouldn't be losing off buys, and maybe buys aren't helpful. Um, but if you were going to take the Braves to win that division, they're minus 240, which is a 71% chance to win the division. And to make the playoffs, they're minus 537. Goodness gracious. Which means they're an 85% chance of making the playoffs. Nothing there for me. If you're going to take something, you might as well take the Braves to win the World Series. Uh, let's look at Braves World Series odds right now. Uh, well, to win the division, plus 255. So to get to the World Series, you're getting a little over two and a half to one. And to win the World Series, you're getting four and a half to one. So, uh, you know, that's where I would be looking. If you want to bet the Braves, if they're your team, only thing you can really take with any uh, value in it, in my opinion, is the is the league winner 
Braves to win the National League at 255 or to win the World Series at 450. That would be the only way I can see to play the Bravos. Now, looking through that division, uh, the Mets saw their season win total drop after Kodai Senior's spring training injury. I just, the Mets have, have, have failed to perform uh, in this division for a long time. I don't see it happening this year. The Phillies, they're the second choice. But I don't like their win total. I think it's a little high. Uh, let's go back and look. 89 and a half. You know, I think 85 wins would be a pretty darn good year for the Phillies. So it's hard to take that over. Um, just not much for me in the NL East. Not going to take the Nationals. Miami Marlins overachieved more than anyone else last year. Nine wins better uh, than their run differential. There's no value there in their total market either. If there's anything, you would go under in that Miami market. Somebody, if the Braves are going to win 101 games and the Phillies are going to win 89 and a half games, somebody's going to lose some games, it might as well be Miami. That would be my one play in that division. Uh, I, I do think that Atlanta, Philly, and the Met, Mets are the right top three choices. So that tells me I think I'm going to take under the 78-and-a-half win total for Miami. So they won a lot of close games last year and overachieved. Uh, this year, they're not going to take that step forward. They may regress. I'll take Miami under 78-and-a-half win totals um, and see if maybe they regress. Let's move to the NL Central. Last year, um, the St. Louis Cardinals had really a down year, but they popped that win total up pretty high again, 84 and a half. This should be a very, very fun division to follow. Listen to these win totals. It is wide open. 84 and a half St. Louis. 84 and a half the Cubs, a dead heat at the top. Cincinnati just behind them with 82 and a half. Milwaukee. 77 and a half and a big old 75 and a half for the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is going to be a fun division. It's going to come down to the end of the season. Unless St. Louis wakes up, snaps back to form, and runs off 92 wins. Uh, the Cubs, they were at one time going to be my pick. Uh, they got, they picked up, uh, they picked up some offense, and uh, the defense, the uh, pitching is good. Uh, they should have won the NL Central last year. Really finished the season poorly, uh, poorly last year. But Cody Bellinger's on the Cubs, and I think it's gonna. I think that guy's a winner, and he brings over that winning attitude, formerly with the Dodgers, then with Houston. So I think that maybe that horrible finish to the season last year for the Cubs could be erased by bringing in uh, someone with a better clubhouse mentality in Bellinger. So um, my play in that division is going to be the Cubs. Uh, I'm not going to take the win total. I'm going to see if they can eke it out in a close division after failing to do so last year. They are plus 180, the Cubs are. Cardinals plus 185. Um, let's take the Cubs to win the NL Central at plus 180. Now, that bet will really help me to lay off of some of these close divisional games during the year in that division when it looks like it's wide open because I know that the Cubs, I have them in pocket to try to win that division at plus 180. Uh, so that is a bet as much as anything else for to give me a, a good sweat throughout the year in a tightly contested division without having to play a lot of individual games there. I'll take the Cubs probably for two units at plus 180 
to win the NL Central. Now, your biggest concern is that the Cardinals pop back and uh, don't have two poor years back-to-back. But I'm hoping the addition of Bellinger and that pitching staff for the Cubs can get them over the hump and they can win the division. Let's grab one more quick break. We'll come back. We will wrap up the uh, divisional breakdowns of the upcoming Major League Baseball season. Don't go anywhere. Jason Nall, and we are in the final segment of this week's episode of Winning Streak Weekly as we look at preseason predictions for Major League Baseball. Uh, I want to jump back to that division again. There's one other bet I want in the NL, in the NL Central. Cincinnati Reds, 82 and a half win total. There's a big disconnect, one, between that win total versus the Cubs and St. Louis and their odds to win the division. Their odds to win the division are plus 340. If you want the Reds over that win total, don't bet it. Bet them plus 340 to win the division. Much better odds there. But what I think is they've got this win total too high. The Reds had a hot season last year with a down Cardinals team and a Cubs team that faltered down the stretch, I believe they'll revert back to the mean a little bit and I maybe not get off to such a hot start as they did last year. I like their Cincinnati Reds under 82.5 on this win total. So I'm looking at one, two, three unders and one over so far, and I'll recap all these plays here at the end of the show. And I'll also give you my pick for the uh, NL and AL. All right, let's move on now to the uh, NL West. (laughs) Biggest win total out there, the LA Dodgers, 103.5. You got to get 104 wins to get over that LA Dodgers total. Goodness gravy. That's as big as it gets. Arizona, Diamondbacks, 84 and a half. San Francisco, 81. San, 81 and a half. San Diego, 81 and a half. Colorado, second worst win total out there, 60 and a half. Um, to win the World Series, the Dodgers plus 484. To win the division, Dodgers minus 412. Uh, and I think we said to win the league for the Dodgers is plus 170. If you're wanting to bet the Dodgers in the preseason, you better just bet them to win the World Series. There's just no value out there in preseason Dodgers bet. It's going to be hard to bet them all year. They're going to be $4 favorites. They're going to be laying two and a half run totals. It's going to be tough to bet the Dodgers. If you're a Dodgers fan and you want to have some money on it, bet them to win the World Series plus almost five to one. Right now, and just sit back. I hope they win the World Series. That's about all you can do. Dodgers were able, as I predicted, to get Shohei Otani. I think he's not going to pitch this year uh, and just be a batter, which is let that arm rest and heal, which uh, is scary. He focuses just on batting. Uh, The Dodgers uh, may be an all time prolific offense scoring. 
Arizona, uh, could they upset in this division? Doubtful. Uh, doubtful, but they're the second choice. And let's look at, if you did want to take somebody to upset the Dodgers in the division, you could get some heavy, heavy jumbo odds. Diamondbacks, 8-1. to one. San Francisco, 12-1. to one. Padres, 12-1. to one. Colorado Rockies, you ready for this? 200 to 1 if the Rockies won that division. But, you know what? I might win the uh, Boston Marathon next year, too, right? <laughs> the Rockies aren't going to win that division. Um, not a whole lot for me here. I do expect the Dodgers to be historically good. I do expect the Dodgers to cruise into the playoffs. I do expect the Dodgers to score a lot of runs. Um, the Padres were the biggest underachiever in baseball last year. They lost a lot of run one run one run games, a fourteen win differential, and losing one one run games. And if they could have flipped all of those, they would have finished the season ninety six and sixty six, potentially been on a playoff run. Uh, they had cash flow issues. And uh, they may look to unload pieces throughout the year. Uh, if they aren't in the hunt in July, you can count on them unloading some pieces. Maybe you can take them to make the playoffs at plus 230. Uh, that would not be a bad bet. Plus 230 just to make the playoffs. Let's go ahead and put that down. Say they bounce back. They're clo closer to expectations than than prior year, and, and they can challenge the Dodgers. Uh, I would think they would, if there's any team in the league that could challenge the Dodgers, it should be the Padres. I'll take the Padres plus the 230 to make the playoffs. All right, that wraps up the West, uh, the, the NL West and the NL in general leaving me uh, to make my one NL league winner pick. The AL, I said I was going with Seattle. And the NL, you know, I'm going with the chalk. I think Shohei Otani to the Dodgers is enough. I think the Dodgers... Can be anybody in a seven game series. It's very low, plus 170 is all you get on that right now for the Dodgers to win that division. But even if the Dodgers started off slow, you're not going to see that number tick off, tick up much because they're minus 1700 to make the playoffs. Everybody expects the Dodgers with that lineup are going to have to make the playoffs. At some point, the best team. It's going to be the best team in the Major League Baseball playoffs, and I think this is the year. I'll take the Dodgers plus 170, not even 2-1, to one, to win the National League. All right, let's recap our bets. This is what your host, Jason Nall, will be taking with about 35% of my bankroll will be put into play here on Major League Baseball preseason bets. Single unit. Baltimore under 90 and a half. I expect Baltimore will not be able to repeat on that uh, overachieving season last year. Same scenario. Single unit bet. Reds under 82 and a half. I think they won't be able to get off to such a hard start. And I think the Cubs and Cardinals will be improved in that division, making it tougher on the Reds. Single unit bet. Seattle's over 86 and a half. Like Seattle, uh, with their pitching staff to uh, make some noise in that division and get over the hump this year, over the 86 and a half win total for Seattle. Only over, by the way, in win total. And then let's look at our fourth, our third under single unit play 
Miami Marlins under 78 and a half. That's in a division with the Braves expected to win 100 games and uh, Philadelphia expected to win 90. Something's got to give. I'm saying Miami <clears throat> reverts back toward the mean and doesn't continue uh, forward off of last year's overachieving season. So those are our season win totals. Reds under 82 and a half. Baltimore under 90 and a half. Miami under 78 and a half. And our only over on the win total, Seattle over 86 and a half. Two divisional winners we're going to pick here. Both of the Central Divisions. AL Central. I like the Twins. Minus 120. It's their division to lose. Uh, I believe the History is there on the twin side, and I think them winning that playoff series last year, they can build on that. I like the Twins laying a little bit of juice, minus 120. That's going to be a two-unit play. Another two-unit play for the National League Central. Let's take the Cubs, plus 180. Co-favorite with the Cardinals. I think the Cubs and adding Cody Bellinger adds enough toughness to that locker room that they can finish stronger than last year. He brings that Dodgers winning pedigree and those oh-so-handsome looks. Cody Bellinger gets the Cubs over the top. We'll take two units on the Cubs plus 180 to win the National League Central Division. Now, our two make-the-playoff bets. Got three of them. One of them. Laying some odds, and you know it hurts me to tie up this much money, but I really think it's a winner. Yankees minus three hundred for one unit. Yankees to make the playoffs. To make the playoffs, Cubs. We're going to go back and we're going to take them here for two units. The reason I'm taking them for two units is backing up that divisional bet in case they finish second in the division and make the wild card. All right, in case they finish second in their division. I can get out of it with them uh, making the wild card spot. So I'll take the Cubs minus 120 for two units to make the playoffs. And then one unit, a flyer, is that the Padres can have our bounce back season and finish at least second uh, or close second to the Dodgers, make the playoffs at plus 230. One unit on the Padres plus 230. And then our AL and NL picks. AL, a little bit sexy. Seattle, I'll take them 9-1 to one to win the American League. Seattle, a uh, good pitching staff, <clears throat> has to overcome the beast of uh, that is the Houston Astros within their own division. And they're going to have to beat them in the playoffs if they go in as a wild card. Either one of them goes in the wild card. As we said, the Houston Astros seven straight AL championship appearances. Let's hope Seattle can kill the beast. Seattle can win the AL and make it to the World Series at nine to one. And not not nearly as sexy, but really the only way you can bet the Dodgers is to bet them to win the National League and the World Series. And I do think they are by far head and shoulders the best team in baseball with the best player on the planet now on that roster in Shohei Otani. So we're going to take NL, the Dodgers to win at plus 170 for three units. Three units on the Dodgers plus 170. And we're going to take the Dodgers to win the World Series at plus three and a half to one for two units. Two units on the Dodgers at plus three and a half to one to win the World Series. I do think they're the best team in baseball. I don't think there are going to be many opportunities to bet them in the regular season. There's really no value here in these plays, but I think they're the best. And if you're cashing tickets at plus 350 and plus 170, even on the best team in baseball, then that's value. So we'll take the Dodgers plus 170 to win the National League. For three units and plus 350 to win the whole shebang, the World Series, for two units. Shohei Otani will get the Dodgers over the top. That is our baseball preview show. Looking forward to a 
another season with the boys of summer, Major League Baseball. I hope you uh, can look through there and find some plays for yourself. Remember, our plays are just our opinion here at Winning Streak Weekly. Uh, you be sure to do your own research. Come up with your own winners. And uh, I'll see you in line to cash those tickets. Until next time, for the entire staff here at Winning Streak Weekly, I'm your host, Jason Nall, and I am out of here. I said united we stand, and God we trust. There is no fear. United we stand.